Welcome to the Rochester Rundown, a local news podcast from Med City Beat. This week, the Rundown is presented by Ultra Federal Credit Union, a member-owned financial institution with two convenient branches right here in Rochester. Ultra is proud to support local independent journalism on Med City Beat. Today on the show, we're examining the state of the local housing market, which is in a seller's market the likes of which we haven't seen in decades. Realtors, buyers, and building leaders alike are all united in saying that, and we'll hear from all three in this report. Coming up, we try to pin down the reasons why Rochester's housing market has turned into an all-out bidding frenzy. And no, it's not just a result of COVID-19. The pandemic does play a role, but we'll get into the market forces at play in a second. Plus, we'll recap the news of the week, including some optimism on the return of downtown events in 2021 and an update on the vaccine rollout here, which is approaching the 25% mark. I'm Isaac Janes. It's Friday, February 12th, 2021. Now let's get to the news. Around November of 2020, when the last leaves were hanging onto the trees, Rochester's Mason Duckett realized it was time to enter the market for a new house. His three daughters are just entering elementary school, and as they grow, he recognized that the split-level home his family bought in 2009 wasn't going to be big enough in a few years' time. Before long, the bank was behind him, and he found a house that met his family's needs. He and his wife took the weekend to contemplate. Was this the one? So Monday morning arrived, and it was already gone. A few weeks later, it happened again. And now, in the dead of winter, Mason still hasn't had any luck. He hasn't even been able to put in an offer. It's become clear to Mason and his wife, this might take longer than they thought. You're either jumping in with both feet or you're, you're waiting two months until you have the next house. I mean, it's, you're not comparing A versus B. It's, it's uh, A or wait and see. The Duckets are just one of countless examples of people having to deal with the most lopsided seller's market in Rochester in years. The Southeast Minnesota Realtors release a monthly report with various indicators in the housing market, and the latest one came out just last week. The numbers in this one are eye-popping, and the problem is most easily seen in the stat of months' supply of inventory. Let's take a look at that. Basically, it measures how long it would take to run out of homes for sale if no new homes were to be listed, and sales continued at the pace it had been on for the previous 30 days. Like a lot of other housing stats, this one normally goes up and down with the seasons. Down in the winter, up in the summer. A neutral market has about six months of inventory normally, and Rochester hasn't touched that number since 2012. We'll circle back to that in a second. Anyway, the numbers in recent years have gone up and down, trending downward from year to year, but still on this gentle roller coaster, until suddenly, when it was supposed to come up in the summer of 2020, it didn't. For the first time since this data started being recorded in Rochester, the month's supply of inventory statistic is under one, and the realtors tell me it's really more like two weeks. Houses are being snapped up as soon as they hit the market if they even get there. Carrie Claussen is a realtor with 16 years of experience in the Rochester area, and she says she's never seen houses move this fast. You know, I think the sellers are also enjoying the fact that they're getting maximum exposure. They're understanding how much more money they can make right now in this market. If they just list their house on Thursday, leave for two days, come home at night, and let 21 showings happen on Friday and Saturday, you know, and all of a sudden you've got several offers. So how did things get like this, where a house gets snapped up by a feeding frenzy of buyers within hours of hitting the market? We're going to examine everything at play in a second. But first, a word from Ultra. 
The Med City Beats Rochester Rundown is sponsored by Ultra Federal Credit Union. Whether you are in the market for a home mortgage, car loan, or are simply looking for a trusted brand to manage your money, Ultra is here to help. Unlike large, privately owned banks, Ultra is a credit union owned by its members, allowing it to reinvest profits in its stakeholders, employees, and the communities in which it operates. Among its key priorities, promoting financial literacy to local youth through the Ultra Foundation. To learn more about how Ultra can help you live your best life, visit ultra.org. Welcome back to the rundown and our examination of the Rochester housing market. We're looking at what factors have put us in the most seller-friendly market of this new millennium. What I've heard is that it's partly thanks to the pandemic, but not entirely. More so, it's a multitude of factors that have been coalescing since the end of the Great Recession. That's the biggest change, I think, is you can't be a first-time homeowner, buyer, and build. John Eichen is the executive director of the Rochester Area Builders. He says the pandemic drove supply costs even higher after a decade of international wrangling over Canadian lumber tariffs and added regulation fees had already sent the price of a new home here sky high. Developable land in the city is also running low, further lowering the supply of new homes. Now, Aishin says it's unlikely to find a brand new single-family home for under $325,000 in Rochester, nearly double what those entry costs were pre-recession. It's closed off the pipeline for new homeowners to buy new, something Aishin did himself when he first moved here. We looked around and really didn't like anything that was in the range that we could afford, and luckily, we could still build. You know, in 20, 2003, I, I built our house for like $153,000. And it's not, you know, and that was that was something a first-time home owner, first-time home buyer could afford, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to do that now, you just can't. So couple the local trends with national factors of historically low interest rates across the country and a boomer generation that's holding on to their homes longer after the Great Recession decimated their long-term financial plans – And demand for homes outpaces supply by a lot. The correction, Aishin says, will come if and when new construction is able to pick back up regardless of the price point it's at. Because even if first-time homebuyers can't buy new, people looking to move out of a starter home and into their dream home can. In his experience, he says mobility for one family can have ripple effects across the community. Take, for example, this story of an older couple that was able to build a modest but brand new home for a little under $400,000 and see where the effects go. They moved out of their house, which was an affordable existing home, where somebody that was in um, a first homes uh, housing unit was able to afford to buy that one, which freed up that extremely affordable unit for somebody else. So three families were impacted by one new construction home. That story used to be super common, but it's really not so much anymore. And now there's 50% fewer homes on the market right now than there were in January of 2020. That's led to a reversal of the normal buyer-seller relationship, the realtors say. Instead of submitting a bid under the list price being competitive that way, the smart play in 2021 is to bid 10-15% to over the list price. That's elevated the median sale price to record highs in recent months, hitting a new peak this January at $271,000. It was half that. 
back in the fall of 2009, when Duckett originally bought his split-level home at a round median price for that time, $158,000. It was just as much a buyer's market then as it is a seller's one now. Duckett joked he could have thrown a dart at a map back then and found a house that would have suited his needs. While the home buying process is more frustrating right now, the home selling process promises to be much easier thanks to the equity his home has created. If I sell it for less than 265, I'll probably be disappointed. And I, I think that's absolutely crazy to pay 265 for the house that I live in. I mean, yeah. that's it's so much that's so expensive for the house I have. I mean, it's just a little cookie cutter split. I mean, it's a, I can't believe people will pay for that, but I would assume that the house I'm buying, the people selling that are like, I can't believe how much money we're going to get for this house. The Duckets are sort of in a catch-22, though. It's the perfect time to sell, but if they sold now, where would the family go? So for now, Duckett and his family are still in their first Rochester home, but quickly preparing for a move. And once the next good house shows up on the market, he says his family is ready, just like so many other young families right now, to make a life-altering decision in the span of just a few hours. If you really think about it, you know, like I said, you have probably less than a day to, you know, to spend a half million dollars, you know, and, and you know, and just hope, hope it works out. Now we'll look at the top stories from the week on our site, medcitybeat.com. As vaccination rates continue to climb, Olmstead County Public Health Director Graham Briggs says he is cautiously optimistic outdoor events like Thursday's downtown could start back up in the second half of 2021. He made the comment in an announcement Tuesday from the Rochester Downtown Alliance, which organizes Thursday's downtown and other popular seasonal events. The RDA's preliminary summer plan shows some form of Thursdays beginning July 8th and running weekly through the end of September, subject to change, of course, depending on how the situation goes. 50 to 60% of Olmstead County's student-facing school staff have been offered the vaccine, public health officials reported on Thursday. Those updated figures come as the state continues a gradual transition into the Phase 1B vaccination group, which includes K-12 educators and daycare staff. So far, over 35,000 people have started the two-dose vaccine process in Olmstead County. That's good for 22.8% of all residents. There is more news content available on our site, like a quick hit on Mayo Clinic being named Forbes Magazine's third best place to work in America, and a recap of the conversation on the proposed bus rapid transit line and the future of the Rochester Police Department in Monday's City Council study session. Check out MedCityBeat.com for more information on all these stories. And that is where we're going to leave things this week. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, the best way to support us is to become a member, be a part of quality local journalism at medcitybeat.com slash membership. And hey, current members, hit the member center today to find a code for some free lunch on us. I'm Isaac James with Med City Beat. Have a great weekend. Bundle up and stay warm, please. And I'll talk to you next Friday. <laughs>